0: Welcome to the Pop Ninja Podcast, where we reminisce about the pop culture of the 70s, 80s, and beyond.
1: From bell-bottom jeans to parachute pants, from Panama Jack shirts to members-only jackets, from Smurfs and Scooby-Doo to Thundar the Barbarian, if you had a Rubik's Cube or a Swatch Watch, was crazy about m m max Headroom,
0: or ever wondered who shot JR, then this podcast is where you will feel right at home. Now, jump in the DeLorean time machine and join your hosts, Lisa and Patrick,
1: as they take you on a pop culture adventure through the greatest decades of all time. Hello out there in podcast land and welcome to the Pop Ninja Podcast. I'm Patrick Bennett coming to you from the swamps, of Southwest Louisiana. And joining me over Zoom from her bed and breakfast in Pennsylvania is my co-host, Miss Lisa Everett. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Patrick. Lisa, I have a few trivia questions for you. You ready to play? Oh,
0: cool. Yes. I was hoping you would do this again. Okay. All right. I, I kept wanting you to do that. Okay. Okay. All right.
1: Here we go. On okay. the TV show ALF, Oh. what was the name <laughs> of ALF's home planet? Melmac? Mal- yeah, Melmac. You got okay. it. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, number two. Which 80s sitcom wo- won more Emmy Awards for the best sitcom than any other 80s show? Sitcom. Yep.
0: Emmys? You said Emmy- Emmys?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Cheers? Correct. Okay. Right. Oh! The, if, if we were playing the trivia, you would have me as a partner.
1: Yep, definitely. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes, one last one, right? Number three. Okay. In which '80s cop series did a sergeant frequently say the phrase "Let's be careful out there"?
0: Oh, Hill Street Blues. Wow, you're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> what do I win? What do I win? You win. Do so so I get a Pop Ninja t shirt? Pop Ninja t
1: shirt. Cool. Okay, I want
0: one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't have one. All right.
1: Okay. All right. We got a we got a packed episode for you today, so we're going to jump right into it. So, uh, Lisa, did you ever see the movie High Road to China? Nope. (laughs) Okay. No. Well, well, this was, uh, I love this show. This was an adventure movie starring uh, Tom Selleck, Mr. Magnum P.I. himself. Yes. And I don't know uh, if you remember that Tom Selleck was the original choice to play Indiana Jones. Did you know that?
0: No. And I was thinking this movie had Kurt Russell in it, I think. Uh, so I'm not even not close to knowing okay. anything about it. Okay. Anyway,
1: he was supposed to play Neon Jones, but due to his scheduling uh, conflicts with Magnum PI, he w- he wasn't able to do it, so they they end up getting uh, Harrison Ford. But uh Jeez. but many of us fans of uh of Tom Selleck, Magnum. we wondered what it would have been like if Selleck would have played Neo Jones, you know. So this film, High Road to China, it sort of gave us a chance to see him in an, uh, like an Indiana Jones style adventure movie. Take an adventure you'll never forget. And hold on to your seats. Bob Selleck and Bess Armstrong are taking the high road to China. Let me get this straight. There are people trying to kill us. The adventure takes them halfway around the world. From Istanbul to Waziristan. From India to Kathmandu.
0: You'll be my welcome guests for dinner. Does that mean he's going to eat us or feed us? Too soon!
1: You're dropping him
0: too soon! Now, take the high road to danger. Now, drop! Or we'll wring your scrawny oh, little yeah, neck! Come go on, do it! Do it, do it, do it!
1: Take the high road to romance. Tom Selleck and Bess Armstrong in high road to China take an adventure you'll never forget anyway it came out in 1983 and uh, I remember seeing it in the theater with my parents and some of their friends and uh anyway Tom Selleck played um he was a biplane pilot around the time of World War One. And I don't know if you know who Bess Armstrong is, an actress? Yes,
0: yes, she's in okay. Jaws 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: she is. Mm-hmm. Well, well, she plays um, this spoiled rich girl, and her father is missing. And uh, and if she doesn't find him and get him to a court by a certain date, she's going to lose his company and the family fortune for some reason. And uh, they, they're going to pronounce him dead because he's been missing for so long. So she hires Tom Selleck, who's this pilot for hire, but he's also a drunk. So, uh, he, she hires him to take her to Asia to search for her father. Cause that's the last place that, uh, she ever got a letter from him was somewhere in Asia. So anyway, uh, that, that's basically what the story is about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bad guys in this movie, they're, they're trying to stop her from find, finding her father because, uh, you know, if he's declared dead, they profit from it. They're going to get his company and all this, some kind of loophole. So, uh, so they hire these assassins to try to stop them to where they won't find their father. And, uh, but anyway, uh, Tom Selleck and, uh, and, and her, they, they end up fighting like a Chinese warlord and going on some great adventures in this biplane, uh, beautiful scenery. I mean, the visuals were just awesome. Like them flying over beautiful mountain ranges and over deserts and stuff. It just looked great. And, uh, and Tom Selleck, you know, he, he was, he was suave and funny and, uh, you know, I don't know, kind of yeah. kind of cross Arthur with Magnum PI. He was like a drunk, funny drunk.
0: Yeah, he sounds a. Uh, I hear a little um tales of the golden monkey. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> like similar yeah. with the pilot. Yeah, the yeah. adventure yeah.
0: pilot. Yeah, that like yeah. Uh-huh. Right.
1: And Wilfred Brimley was in it. And uh, well, is
0: it take? What is it um set in a different time period? Or? Yeah, it's,
1: it's around World War One. So oh, when, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, also it had Brian Blessed, if you remember, uh, he played- Oh, he was in Flash Ball Gordon. Team. Yeah, Flash yeah. Gordon. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 Flash Gordon alive. <laughs> you know, yeah. That, yeah, yes. yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the Hawkman. Oh. But uh, But anyway, you know, I like adventure movies and this one mm-hmm. was right up my alley. You know, it, it, um, I would have loved to have seen a sequel to this, but they never, they never did one.
0: Oh, I have to see the first one now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really cool. I think you, I think you would enjoy it
0: yeah i gotta i'm gonna i told you i'm making a list of them and then i'll have to watch them over the winter time like when there's nothing to do i'll have to get all these movies that we talk about and and watch them because they sound they sound great i mean i don't i miss so much i I feel like i i now relive in a second part of the 80s you know it's (laughs) like you know like another like we split into an alternate universe and there's like this universe that just is only you like the i still want to watch that one with fred ward you know that we just talked about so i got to get get with the program here
1: yeah
0: yeah, time yeah. yeah I, I, that sounded really good too yeah my family said that sounded good like now we all want to watch them so when they when the podcast comes out and they hear you talk about them they're like especially my my two boys here like you're talking boy stuff so they're like hey that sounds like a good movie we got to watch it and i'm like yeah so that's cool it's cool so all right what yeah. movie do you want to talk about um i my, my movie is Baker from 1980 Mm-hmm. Have you seen it with Robert Redford?
1: I saw it on uh, TV. That, that was about the prison where he was a warden. It's a,
0: pr- a prison drama.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I remember that.
0: Although Wakefield is admittedly an imperfect institution, much like America herself,
1: she is nonetheless a grand experiment. <laughs> I am the man. I'm the new warden here. My name is Henry Brewbaker. I figure most of you guys belong here. Basically, you don't have any respect for other people or yourselves. What do you think
0: of our new warden?
1: I'm trying to get a fix on what his first order of business here is going to be. Blow the place up? He's dangerous.
0: What the hell's the matter with you? You mean to tell me you're charging for medical attention? <laughs>
1: And you let other people find them. Do not come marching in here from wherever the hell she found you, and presume to lecture us about how to treat our fellow man. It must be over two of them not. Dead. Abraham, are you talking about the bodies that are supposed to be buried here? Somebody needs to stop them. How many men are buried out there? You wouldn't even know, would you? It's crazy. They're, they're digging up bodies that's murder they're talking about in there and if they condone it how are you going to turn around and tell these guys why they're locked up robert redford brubaker
0: um i i just think it's a great movie um and and like in the 80s they they did a lot of um prison movies like escape from alcatraz you know that's it's kind of along the lines of that and 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 then and it's this isn't from the 80s but cool hand luke it kind of reminds me of that that movie but um uh it starred morgan freeman and jane alexander and david keith is in it okay so they have a really good like um supporting a cast of of it and um it i when i was kind of like researching about it uh i didn't know this but it actually takes place in 1969 which i thought it was 1980 because i can't tell the difference between like 1969 and 1980 you know in a movie (laughs) you know like back then it didn't really seem much different because it's prison and they're wearing prison clothes so like how could you uh date the movie you know what i mean so um but what i think is really cool about this movie and is different from like any other prison movie is that robert redford he goes in uh, um the prison as an inmate and um you know find out till about half an hour into the movie that he's the new warden so he wants to go see how bad the corruption is so um then you know he's he's like like undercover like a spy almost and and he sees like these horrible conditions they're living in and um the, i mean that the roof is leaking and the people are eating like dog food you know i mean like bad you know and it's like and then there's this scene where um morgan freeman he is like in like a solitary confinement type uh you know cell they haven't seen like daylight in like forever and they go in to clean it and um david keith who's also a prisoner he had then like the day before had you know, got, you know did something that he shouldn't have done and he got um they gave him they gave him like the shock treatment and it kind of fried his brain you know and you find out later that uh, a lot of that's going on and um it's 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 i don't know if you remember that or not but um it's it's kind of makes them it i don't i don't know how much i should tell you know it's like because it's a really good movie but um okay so he goes in there like all scrambled in the brain and morgan freeman grabs hold of him and he has a choke hold on him and, and he could kill him and he starts screaming he wants to talk to the man you know and uh robert redford that's when he he says i am the man you know and he says well he says well, you look like a scumbag you know and it's like and he says he says uh you know like why why you know why does he look like a scumbag and robert redford says because i'm fooling all of them you know and so he talks morgan freeman into letting david keith go and then Robert Redford uh, tells the, the one of the guards, like to take him to the new warden. And he says, if you're smart, you'll, you know, you'll do what I tell you. And, uh, and he, you know, walks him over there and they, he, ta- and that's how he, he comes in. And it's just really, it, it's just really cool, you know, because you, as the, you know, watching it, you don't know that he's um, the warden, you know, they don't give you any clue. He just think he's another prisoner. You know and it's just a really good i don't know if it won any awards or anything but um i just like robert redford's character in that he plays a really good guy you know and so you don't really see that kind of um you don't see that thing anymore in in movies where people are doing the right thing you know it's like yeah so uh, it's it's just it's an intense movie and there's just some and there's the and and the whole end scene of the movie is they find out that they had been killing prisoners Spoilers. And, well
1: i just played so. <laughs> it's so. an old movie if you yeah, haven't like, seen it by you, now
0: yeah, yeah you if you haven't seen it by now it's like whatever but they are killing um prisoners I, i'm not sure why they, that they were but they had buried them and they called it like an old pau- pauper's grave you know and they they but they're prisoners that they murdered you know and they um there's this um prisoner that comes to him and tells him he said he was the he was the grave digger he made the caskets and stuff and and uh he said well what are are you talking about the people that are supposed to be buried here on this property and they think it's like an old you know like for poor people you know but it's the prisoners and then he tells them where it is and uh, some stuff stuff happens <laughs> you know it's like stuff bad stuff happens and then they go out there and uh like dig up all these people you know and um it's kind of like uh like uh, you know because somebody you know was in jail or did they deserve that <laughs> you know it's like i mean you know i mean they're talking prisoners so it's kind of like you you know but you do feel bad for them you know you feel bad for people that you know because especially when you hear like some of the things that they're in there for like David Keith was in for um for life for um vandalism and stealing a car for Grand Theft Auto so it wasn't like he uh m- you know murdered somebody you know yeah. so you still you feel bad that like they they're they're there for life you know and it's you know kind of that you know but it's one of my it's one of my favorite movies and it's kind of a guy movie it's you know it's not really there's only one female actress in the movie so um but i highly recommend it
1: cool i have to watch it again yeah. it's been a long time
0: yeah so so uh now on to tv
1: yeah okay well again you know how i like these action adventure uh like indiana jones style things uh yeah did you ever i'm
0: on, wa- i'm, I'm on to you i'm kind of getting yeah yeah do you ever watch <laughs>
1: yes. bring them back alive
0: uh not that i recall but if you okay. talk about it it might draw right. some memory. Yeah.
1: Well, it was uh, an adventure TV series from 1982. And it only lasted one season. I don't even think it uh, finished an entire season before it got canceled but uh it was a jungle adventure and it was based yeah. on the real life guy frank buck have you ever heard of him
0: no but i have the, i, I want to call these one hit wonders that you <laughs> um, come up with you know what i mean like it's like it like you know the the songs that people had a one hit on you you do that yeah. with tv shows <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay nope don't know him yeah okay
1: well let me talk about frank buck for a second in, in okay. the 20s and 30s he was an adventurer and an animal trapper and he would capture animals in the jungles and bring them back to uh, zoos he bring them back alive to zoos and circuses and okay
0: that's like good that. cuz i'm like ooh boo hoo yeah. i don't want him killing people or so, killing animals uh, yeah <laughs> and he
1: authored a, a best selling book back in the 30s about his adventures and the book was called bring them back alive okay so oh. and he was even the director of the san diego zoo for a while and uh,
0: oh so like this is a um, this is a real person it's not yeah. an actor? Okay.
1: Real person, and and he became a um, he like became Jack an Hanna. actor. Yeah. Well, he's more of an adventurer than Jack Anna.
0: Uh-huh. But, okay. Uh huh. Okay. Like, um, did you remember like the uh, Wild Kingdom? Yeah. With the uh, yeah, um, what's his name per- on there? Carl Perkins. Yeah. Yeah, Car- yeah. Like, well, Carl. Kinda, he was the mon- he was more. He was, he like was more
1: like-, like Jim on that show. You know how Carl would be in the helicopter and while well, I'm up here, Jim is down there wrestling. Uh, oh, you know,
0: like it. um. Well, it like- more like Jim. <laughs> Like um, what's his name? Steve, the the crocodile hunter. You yeah, know, like yeah, kind of like that version of him.
1: Right back but more, then. Put more Indiana Jones into Steve it. Steve
0: Irwin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. Anyway, I, I want to see it. Frank yeah. Buck.
1: He became a um actor and he became a film director, and he starred. Most of his movies were about wild animals and jungle adventures and stuff. And uh, but anyway, in this TV series from the eighties, uh, Bruce Boxleitner, the guy from Tron. Yeah. He starred as Frank Buck and it also starred Cindy Morgan also from Tron. So they reunited for this series, you know, she, she also played in Caddyshack.
0: Yeah, I meant I meant okay, Cindy you know Morgan. she, she was, yeah, she was sitting right beside me at Cindy Morgan was sitting right beside me at, um, where, where I was Joanna Cameron's personal assistant at the, in Baltimore. Oh, cool. And then Cindy Morgan was in the bathroom curling her hair and I went into the bathroom and I started talking to her about Caddyshack and, um, asked her about, you know, cause I told her I was from Punxsutawney and, and I said that Bill Murray had, um, come back to Punxsutawney and I said, did she ever see him? um because like i said him and harold Ramis had came to punksy and they actually stayed there to get like uh to see what gobblers knob was really like on on groundhog day for the movie and she said that she didn't um because she she, because of caddyshack she didn't really see him anymore but she said there were five murray brothers that were in caddyshack which i didn't know bill murray had all those other brothers i knew brian doyle murray yeah but um she said that they always got together to do a charity event every year um, and, and like a golfing like charity event and they would show up. And so she'd see them. Cool. So I did. I, I actually talked to her. Yeah.
1: Cool. Nice. Well, she was yeah. in here. And uh, anyway, the series, it took place in uh, Singapore and it usually had Frank Buck, uh, like battling animal poachers or uh, Nazis, diamond thieves, anything else they could uh, have him do in the jungle, you know, and Sydney Morgan was well, his love interest, but she was also there. She was like a reporter for the newspaper there. Yeah. And uh, Ron O'Neill, do you, you remember him? He played Superfly? Nope. Okay. He, he was in a bunch, bunch of movies in the 70s and 80s. And, well, anyway, he, he was uh, also a regular on the series. He was some sort of a sultan, and he had an office in Singapore, and he and uh, Frank Buck, they were friends. So Is uh, this out
0: on DVD? Or can you find it anywhere?
1: I found it on Bootleg on eBay. But I, ha- I haven't seen a official release yet. I wish they would because I- it's pretty grainy and stuff. And, uh, oh. yeah. But anyway, the-, the show, you know, it features elephants and tigers, monkeys, uh, crocodiles. Yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, a bunch of jungle yeah. animals. And, uh, mm-hmm. it-, it was pretty cool. You know, a lot of them, it was-, it was poachers that were trying to kill elephants for their tusks. And Frank wow. would have to fight them and set the elephants free and stuff, you know. Yeah, play- yeah.
0: I yeah. love that. Mm-hmm.
1: But anyway, it-, it was a nice adventure movie. And, and I wish, um. Uh, I really wish it would have lasted a few seasons because I, I really enjoyed it. And they, they, the two of them, you know, they were in Tron, but they had great chemistry together in the show. I like, I like the two of them in it. Oh,
0: cool. Anyway, well, you, know what, that's that, it. you know what it reminds me of is, um, I don't know if I asked you this one time, like uh, about like those um, Saturday morning TV shows, and, and and you know, we talked about like Run Joe Run and all that, and yeah. Uh, but there was this show. It was called um, the Alpha Team Search and Rescue. Right. And it was I remember about. That. Yeah, and it was about the, the father and his two kids and they lived, I think they live in like Colorado or someplace like where they used. Um, there's my telephone again. Um, they, they, they used uh, like hawks and um, and and I think they used like um, like mountain lions and, and and wild animals to go out and rescue people and, and yeah. bring the, and they had to bring them back alive <laughs> you know so yeah. it's kind of like that that's what it reminds me of you know is that anything that had animals in it i i love because i i'm a big animal lover and um anything that had like wild animals or um yeah i i i watched it i was there i was, like it's funny up. you talking
1: about run joe run because last night before i fell asleep uh, i was watching the first episode of run joe run really yeah somebody put it on youtube you got it on youtube yeah, somebody put it on YouTube, but it's not. Oh, it looks I'm like to watch it. It looks like they uh, they filmed it off of a projector, light, like like oh, you can see so the flickering. Yeah, you can see the flickering like it's a projector, and you can hear the click 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 click. You know. Yeah, so it's not good quality, but it it was it was pretty uh, pretty nice scene again though.
0: Know? Well, um, I think Christy McNichol had a guest uh, appearance on an episode of Run Joe Run. Oh, cool. So, yeah. I, I I can remember it, and I haven't seen it in forever. I'll have to look it up too. I loved it, yeah. But yeah, that was that's what it remind when you were talking about bringing back alive. I I was thinking about that. That's what it reminds me of, like the storyline. Yeah, yeah. yeah I
1: like all those animal shows.
0: Yeah, me too. I did too. Yeah. Well, I my show don't have anything to do with animals. It has to do with, well, maybe I don't know, uh, to girls. You know, all girls. You know, um, and I, in my my show is the facts of life. There's a place you gotta go for learning All you ought to know about the facts of life The facts of life Um the first season of it which I don't even know if you would have watched it cuz it's all watch girls. It. Yeah, I watched it. You did watch it? Okay. Yeah. And it was a it was a spin-off of Different Strokes. Right. She was so the I, the
1: maid for them.
0: Yeah, Mrs. Yeah. Garrett. Yeah, she Charlotte Ray. She she was um the maid for uh you know for Willis and Arnold, you know, on what are you Different Strokes. About? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, And I don't know why she spun off, I guess, just because, you know, they, it, they, it was do, maybe Different Strokes was doing so well. And Kimberly from uh, Different Strokes would was friends with some of the girls. And I'm not sure how she got to be friends with them, but that's how um, they kind of had some crossover episodes between Different Strokes and, and Facts of Life. And the first season is is the one I like the most. It, it was started in 1979. And uh, it had like a whole group of girls. I think there was maybe eight of them, and that's where Molly Ringwald got her start. Was on the oh, first really? season of Facts of Life. She plays her character's name is Molly.
1: Didn't remember the, that. One. You never knew that. I didn't remember you know that.
0: Yeah, and then there's like some other girls, but I but and but they only keep Blair and Tootie and Natalie and then on the second season they bring in joe who's played by nancy mckeon they bring her in and she's like a tomboy and then they have some of the other other girls as like they do guest, um like like they do some guest episodes like some cameos in it but they don't keep them on as regular people i guess they thought there was too many characters and it was a half hour show and so they couldn't really develop the characters that well so they got it rid of some you know so um But I I like Blair, you know, um, I always thought she was really pretty, Lisa Welch. Oh, me
1: too, yeah, but... I like I liked how pretty she was, but I didn't like her character. Yeah. She was a
0: snob. Yeah. She was snobby, but I liked all her clothes, you know, like as a girl, you know, it's like, um, yeah, she was snotty. And, um, but I liked, um, like, cause when it came out in the like, late seventies, you know, that's when like Jordache jeans and, you know, Calvin Klein jeans, you know, like that, all the designer jeans. And you know, she always had like the best clothes and, you know, cause she was rich and, you know, I, I just, you know, I was like, I loved her clothes, but um, she, she
1: has a show right now. Um, uh, I don't know Is what she? network it's on, but it's a, uh, it's about collectors. And she goes and finds somebody like, like one of them I watched, there was a guy that has the biggest collection of Batman memorabilia. And she went and interviewed him. I forgot the name of it, but it, it's, it's just about collections.
0: Huh. I have never seen it. i I know yeah. she was on, I think survivor or something like that. Oh really? Um, yeah, she was like, like some a few years ago. Um, but um i know they've done like a bunch of reunion stuff and, and mrs garrett charlotte ray died a couple years ago i think yeah. and um but um you know, it was like they ran the show ran to 1988. So that's almost that's like nine years, you know, so they really grew up like they went from college. And then over the years after college, they stayed living together, which, you know, it's kind of hard to stay living with your college friends for 10 years, you know, so right. they, they all worked for Mrs. Garrett at, in a catering business. And, um, down the road they had a candy store which is kind of cool and i think it was a candy store and they might have even had like a a, a fat like a fashion like a like a clothing store at one time too that i i know mrs garrett leaves the show and they bring in Cloris leachman like in the last two seasons and she played mrs garrett's sister because i guess mrs garrett was just tired she w- you know she, she thought they could that's all they could do with her character and and uh she gets married and like goes off to africa or someplace wow. with her yeah and but and then that's that's i think when it it jumps the shark you know it's like when they you know start you know they're growing up you know and it's like there's not much more you can do but then they had like several like reunion movies and i just it's one of it's very like iconic of the 80s for me as a girl you know it's like it was such a it was a pretty you know it was a pretty big show and i love the theme song of it so i hope you put it in art this episode because I love uh the opening of it <laughs> so
1: what, wasn't george clooney on episode or, or a few of them it seems like he, yeah, like,
0: yeah yes he was. Was joe's, he was joe's boyfriend yeah did, um i don't know if it was Joe's. It uh-huh. uh, might have been blair but yes i remember him on there um like in the in the very very like later episodes um yeah.
1: didn't he ride a motorcycle?
0: He might have yeah he was also he's on Roseanne you know too yeah. in the beginning and um that was like late 80s too so like that's I think where he got his start was on tv shows is like mm-hmm. bit bit um roles on you know
1: I know Kim Fields that played a uh, Tootie her her mom Chip Fields she was on that yes op- I on, mean.
0: she was on yes this Chip Fields was yeah the actress in the Deadly Dust episode with Joanna Cameron
1: yeah, well yeah, she, was, she was Yeah, she was in the,
0: the series. The whole but, series. But yeah, floor, she was. Yeah. Yes. That's right. She um well Tootie always on the first season on Facts of Life always wore um roller skates and always roller skated around mm-hmm. on the show because she was shorter than everybody. Uh, so um yeah, that's why they put her on the skates. But I think that's really a really cool, like creative solution to yeah. you know. I mean, you know, yeah. And and I, and I don't even know if people ever gave it a thought. She thought she liked to roller skate. She I think the roller-
1: other regulars on there. I remember Mindy Cohen. Yeah. And, and there and was Nancy that girl cere- cerebral palsy. Oh, uh, that was Jerry Jewell. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I remember bringing her. They brought her in for a while. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah and I think her, her character name was Jerry. Yeah. And she was, um, she was uh, Blair's co- like cousin, I think maybe. Yeah. Um, and then Blair would act like she was like embarrassed by her and stuff, but, and, and it was kind of like sad, but like it was how they brought that character in there. And because she had cerebral palsy and it brought a lot of attention to, um, you know, when they have characters like that, that, yeah. you know, yeah, I like that. I like I th- that.
1: I think my favorite character on there was Joe. I mean, she was jo- kind of like a female. The Fonzie, yeah. Man
0: yeah that's who she, that's what she was the,
1: the, yeah
0: yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um yeah Nancy McKeon and her and Blair always fought with each other they they were total opposites but then they be- created this really um really like touching like uh close you know bond between the two of them on the show you know um they always thought that they hated each other but they actually loved each other you know it's like as friends and you just um and they just didn't they had that tension though, like between them like that they were always at each other you know fighting over something you know but but they were close and it was it was it was sweet it was just a, in a very innocent like uh tv show you know there was nothing nothing you know really major happening in that half an hour you know it's yeah. just like yeah no no real big drama you know but they you know did you know it was pretty you know girly stuff so
1: I wonder what happened to Nancy McKeon. Does she go on to make movies and stuff? Or is she just kind of Well,
0: uh... she yeah, she I think she's done well, she was on um, Dancing with the Stars not too long ago. I saw yeah. her on that. Yeah, yeah, she she didn't she didn't last too long on the show, but um her brother is Philip McKeon that was on Alice and he just died a couple of years ago. I actually was friends with him on Facebook and have even had even talked to him on there and I didn't know he had a illness of some sort and they didn't really even say um, what the cause of his death was but yeah within this last year or so it, it wasn't that long ago it was maybe like two years ago that he he passed away um, and they were really close because they both were he was on Alice and um, they both were like teen actors you know yeah. so that's kind of that's kind of sad and she did a movie I think she did a movie with I know she was um, with uh, Michael J. Fox in a movie uh, and it was like a camp movie I can't remember I'm not sure if I um, would I'd have to look it up to remember what it was but I think they might have even dated um at at that time period like but that was like early 80s so but um yeah they all kind of went their own way and and, and Kim uh um Kim Fields was on Dancing with the Stars too uh some years ago I remember seeing her on there but haven't seen him seen him lately in in anything so yeah but it was cool. They they were all like they went to school at Eastland School for girls and um I always thought those like girl schools were cool. You know, it's like I you know, I mean, like they had I like we said before about school school stuff, there was like a lot of private schools and and i remember when i was a travel agent that there was a um an all girls school like right up the road from from us it was called the greer school and i remember um it was like up on a hill and i used to have to take them up tickets because they were from like all over the world like these were like um the daughters of uh like uh you know uh, really you know rich people you know and it's like and they had tennis courts and um you know like uh, fl- places to, for their horses and it was it was this beautiful like uh stone you know like school and that's what it kind of reminds me of you know it's like you know those private schools and, which you don't see that anymore you don't really see private schools you know it's like people don't send their kid to private school even millionaires you know so yeah it's kind of not a thing you know so Anyway, like, um, did you want to add any more to the facts of life? Do you have any more facts about the facts of life? <laughs> no, <laughs> any more we facts? Covered,
1: covered it all. Okay,
0: covered all the facts. Okay, uh, all right. Yeah, we don't want to do, go on too long. Yeah. So,
1: um, music. Yeah, let's talk music. about some music. I want to. Uh, were you ever a fan of Weird Al?
0: i can say f as a fan you know um i didn't know all his songs and i'd say my the biggest song he ever did that i like was on <laughs> amish paradise because i'm <laughs> surrounded <laughs> <did> by like, <laughs> an amish land and i and it, it cracks me up I, that's my but i think that actually came out maybe in the 90s not really like the 80s so yeah. um but i do remember like eat it and like a surgeon right.
1: yeah. yeah i think eat it was my favorite of his uh he has so mm-hmm. many of them like i love rocky road like a surgeon uh did you ever see the movie he made in the... No, I've, I've heard I of it. It have came out in the 90s. I can't remember when it came out. But UHF, you never seen that? No. Channel 62 has the lowest ratings in the history of television. What they need is a new station manager. No, not him. Forget it. No way. A man of action. Ah! A man of courage. A man of vision. What's your name? Billy. Billy What? What they get is a man so desperate, he'll put anyone on the air.
0: Hey Stanley. Yeah, George. How would you like your own TV show? Okay. You get the drink from the fire hole! Okay, ready? Yeah. Open
1: Y. He's Conan, the librarian. Today we're teaching Poodles how to fly. We beat out the networks.
0: George Newman. He starts where the others stop.
1: We're the number one station in town. Ah! Uh! Uh! Orion Pictures presents Weird Al Yankovic in UHF, the movie. Oh, I've seen, awesome. I've heard of it, yeah.
0: but I'm not, it seems too weird.
1: <laughs> oh, you got to watch. I like the segments on there. It was too like, weird.
0: Yeah. They do a game
1: show called, uh, it's like Wheel of Fortune, but it's called Wheel of Fish. And the host of it was that Asian kid that played the donger on uh, 16 Candles.
0: Today, one of these lucky contestants will win his or her weight in fish right here on Wheel of
1: hey, let's play the game. And you, oh. spin a, you spin a wheel and whatever fish it lands on, you win your weight in that fish. <laughs> like say yeah, you 100 like... pounds, you win 100 pounds of halibut. Uh, no. <laughs> and then another show was like <laughs> Raul's Wild Kingdom. Hey man, this is Raul Hernandez and welcome to
0: Raul's Wild Kingdom. Coming to you live from my apartment Abatera.
1: Huh? And it was this Mexican guy and he had like porcupines and, and, and a skunk. What, what it was, was um, Weird Al inherited a, a UHF channel, a station. And they okay. had to make all their own shows to fill up the time. So, oh, I was you know, thinking
0: it was like MTV or something so you, like that. So you
1: had Willow of Fish, you had Rosewall Kingdom. They had some other <laughs> children's shows. But it was real funny. Michael Richards, the guy from uh, Seinfeld, the place, Kramer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I watched yeah,
0: Seinfeld every night. I love he's Seinfeld. on
1: there. He, he's like the uh, the station's janitor, and they need him for a kid's show, so they have him come in like he's a train conductor, and he does a whole kid's show. But anyway, uh it's like Wayne's World-type shows they put on here, but they got to fill up all their time. And uh, okay. it, it's hilarious. And okay. <laughs> and he's got this – Weird owl has got this one – uh parody a uh, dream sequence where he falls asleep and it's that uh, dire straight song that money for nothing yep but it's the beverly hillbillies song
0: shootin', Mm. old Jed was shootin' black gold but it, it's hilarious
1: yeah. uh, okay but uh you need to watch it it's a lot of fun but but i love weird Al- i know he's still out there he's still doing uh stuff now I, I it's saw- exactly the same yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i saw he never changed
0: his hairdo no, yeah he's doing the
1: convention nope. circuit and uh signing autographs now but uh he's got a lot of little dream sequences he puts in there like one he's rambo from uh oh yeah, like he
0: section. does, is he like doing parodies of stuff? Is yeah, that
1: what? yeah, he does okay. Rambo. Uh, he, he's Indiana Jones in a scene. It's, it's like all of his dreams are like movies. And stuff. Oh,
0: it, see, that's what that's what he does with his songs or parodies of yeah. songs. His parodies but but then
1: the, the the movie actually has a plot, though. It's uh, he's got to he's going to lose the station if he doesn't come up with a certain amount of money by a certain time. So, okay, so they're having like a telethon and uh, they're trying to save the 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 Sounds
0: station like, um uh break into electric blue. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> so, uh, check check it out
1: if you get a chance but uh okay i like, I like me some weird out he's fine
0: you, you like weird out okay yeah. okay well i like uh i like me some culture club like i like me some boy george my mom loved him too i i don't know well i i mean when he when they came out like in the early 80s with um do you really want to hurt me um he was so different give me time I <laughs> Kind of strange too you <laughs> it was like i mean different you know and but his voice was just amazing i don't know if you're a fan of culture club or not but i think when you think of the 80s you have to think of like karma chameleon yeah it's like one of the iconic songs of that time period you know karma, 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 I just recently bought um, a new LP record uh, player, you know, and uh, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but um, uh, my friend Gail has just got one too. And uh, I had found her the uh, Culture Club Color by Numbers album, and I was going to give it to her and my mom saw it. And she, I don't know what happened. I probably, I, I was actually just up in my attic not too long ago, and I found a whole stack of my 80s albums. And now I have to go through them because I don't even know, i di- I didn't even I don't even know how they were where they were because I, I forgot they were up there. And so I'm all excited to get them. But I think I had that album and because uh, I know my mom played it, we played the entire album. And that was like back when, you know, you get an album and, you know, there was a lot, they had a lot of hits off of one album, you know, like Time, Miss Me Blind, you know, you know, that they were all on Color By Numbers. But there were also like, there was a song called "Victims." And there was other songs on there that I love the the other songs too that didn't weren't big hits like on a forty five, but they were they were really good. They every song he sang I thought was good because I liked his voice, you know. And so when I think of like the eighties and I think of Boy George, you know, it's like I think of um, like when he did uh, uh, um, Band Aid and he sang they sang Do you know do they know it's Christmas?
1: Yeah, I remember Band Aid.
0: Yeah and then boy george had a like he he had his own little uh, portion of the song that he sang um but i just i you know i i love them i they i've never seen them in concert you know his he is still um i think he looks good he looks completely different than he did in the 80s he's got he when i've seen him recently he's had like facial hair and he's cut his hair short and um, he's got some tattoos and stuff now, so he's ha- has a whole different look than he did with the longer hair. Like the he had like kind of like dreadlocks, kind of in the '80s, and he wore he had like um he looked almost oriental, like like his his long clothes and he ha- and the different things that he wore, you know. So, um, you know, I don't I don't know where they got that from, but um, he was unique that was for sure. So
1: I remember he was on an episode of the A-Team. Did you ever see that one? No. Yeah, he had a cowboy hat. He was called Cowboy George. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: Cowboy George. Yeah. Okay, I could say that was just Boy George. They put the cow there too. Okay, yeah,
1: cowboy, cowboy George.
0: No, <laughs> I never, never saw that. Yeah, be- I remember
1: he was playing in this like this uh like a redneck uh, saloon or something, and behind chicken wire where they're throwing bottles at him. Anyway, the A team had to go in there and get him out. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it was pretty funny.
0: Yeah. Oh, um, that, that was like probably right in the middle of when he was coming up there, you know, because like yeah. I when I think of, um, yeah, uh, when I think of them, they were like, I don't know, 1980 1983 is when color by numbers uh, come out, so yeah, and then like through the 80s, but then they kind of like uh, disappeared in the 90s, <laughs> like everything else did, you know, so <laughs> uh, but the, they were huge, you know. He had that little hat you know that he wore little black hat yeah so but uh yeah i i i think it's sad because there's so many people that have um that are like just they they're gone you know george michael you know oh, yeah. uh whitney houston prince you know michael jackson you know of david bowie you know there's just so so many of them but boy george is still hanging in there so you know good keep keep going <laughs> you know so do you do you have a song of theirs that you actually like remember that
1: yeah i remember all the ones you were talking about but uh do you really
0: want to hurt me did you like it did you really hurt like 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 it (laughs) uh, (laughs) do you you really like it (laughs) yeah
1: uh, i wouldn't call myself a um, boy george fan fan, fan, but i listened to the music you know i didn't okay when it came on yeah. Wrong with i
0: always thought they were like anybody would like them you know yeah. what i mean like they didn't appeal to just like a certain group of people you know like like madonna like madonna and yeah. all, like everybody liked madonna like it didn't matter if you're boy girl whatever you like everybody liked them yeah so anyway um wanna, let's like uh moving along to the next thing yeah
1: uh, do, do you remember a game or you ever play a game called dark tower nope I do no. not know.
0: I mean, I've heard of it, but I don't, I never played it. No.
1: Okay. It was an electronic game by Milton Bradley. Oh, and then
0: it, I, don't, I thought it was a board game. Oh, it's, well, it is, a, it board is a board
1: game, but it's, it's okay. partly electronic. Nope. And it came out in the early eighties and uh, my friend had one. I, I never had one on my own, but my friend had one and we play it all the time. And it was this tall black plastic, like medieval tower. It stood okay. in the center of this round board game, like cardboard. Yeah, and the tower it had a keypad on it, and after certain moves you would uh, key in stuff, and uh, the tower would play music and it re- react to your moves. And uh, guy, you remember that now?
0: Yeah, you know it, when the tower thing makes me think of that board game Witch Witch. Do you oh. ever see? It? And it's like a t- and she has like a haunted house and it's a and it's a it's like cardboard cutout things that are that you assemble on the actual board. There's like a board and then there's you know. Like a haunted house in there, you know, that oh. you put together, but the, the but those kind of games like that, I mean, they were cool, like mousetrap and all them where you put yeah, have all these other little things. They're not yeah. just like a they're not just like a little um you know little little play yeah, piece like Candyman or
1: something. Yeah, <laughs>
0: they ha- they have a whole thing going on. It's almost yeah. like uh, playing a uh, you know uh, not just a game, you know, but like playing like with Barbies or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're you're playing a, a you know. You know
1: what I mean, right? So. Yeah. But but in this game, uh, you would build up an army, and uh, and there were keys that you had to get. I think there's like three keys, maybe. And after you uh, you got all three keys, you could open up the tower. And and then once you open the tower, yeah, uh, then once you open the tower, there was another game like you had to fight the evil that was inside the tower. Anyway, it was a really cool game. I had lots of fun playing it. And I I remember the commercial for the game uh, had Orson Welles was talking about (laughs) it.
0: Last night, I journeyed backwards in time to the medieval world of Dark Tower. In this amazing game, I had to find three keys, lay siege to the tower, and defeat the enemy within. Each move was a challenge. The computer kept track, giving me secret information, pictures, sounds, surprises. Then, ahead of my opponent, I made my move.
1: The battle was joined, and I was victorious. Dark Tower. They're pretty expensive to get off eBay. I've been wanting to get one, but it, it, they're outpriced. They're like 300 to $500 if I'm one. Oh, my it's, uh That's still working. You know, it has all the pieces. Yeah. It, but I'd love to have one.
0: Why don't they, re- why, don't they why
1: don't they? keep man- making these kind of things? They, well, I it. They, they've kind of rebooted it. There, there's a... Uh, what do you call it? A uh, Kickstarter campaign. There's oh. a group that's rebooted it and they've made it better and they're taking donations, whatever on Kickstarter and it's going to be released oh. next
0: year. Well, that's cool.
1: Yeah. So maybe I'll get it when it's like 30 go bucks. Give, okay.
0: <laughs> yep, go give them five bucks. Yeah, to, yeah. them to get them going. Yeah. It's like, that's cool. Yeah. It's like, because there's, I mean, I don't know. See, I know where I'm talking about a, a, a board game too, but I don't know how many people, I mean, I still play games. I I love like um I love Scrabble and Boggle and you know all those games Yahtzee you know we still play those games you know they're simple you know like ones but the board games like you know Life yeah. and Sorry and you know a Monopoly of course you know and Clue you know Clue was like big but um you know my my game was the Payday board game you know yeah, and it's I like I don't that. you remember it yeah.
1: Payday is a crazy calendar game where you can be at the top of the world one
0: day. I want a sweet
1: date. And at the bottom of the barrel the next.
0: flat oh, oh pay up.
1: Because every day in payday is another chance to break yes. the bank. Yeah, right. And just when you think you know who's found their fortune. Yes. And who's lost oh. their shirt. No. It can all change. No. Right up until. Yes. Payday. Ups, downs, and lots of crazy stuff in between.
0: Okay, it was originally uh, come out in 1975 um, by Parker Brothers. It was like my favorite game. And I don't know why. I thought I was like thinking about this. It was, I, I don't... We used to like in the summer times, you know, we would go over to like our neighbor's house and like, we spent like the summers on somebody's porch playing a board game, you know, like they, like your friends had different games than you did, you know what I mean? And always like, um, you know, uh, when like I'd be right out riding my bike or something, I'd see somebody and, you know, and if you got tired of riding around on your bike, they'd say, hey, let's go, go play a game. And, and we'd go sit on the porch and play a game, you know, and it's like, I remember playing payday with my um the people that lived across the street from me and we would um there'd be like four of us you know would play and this game was all about it was the the board game itself looked like a calendar okay and like with the days of the week and you would uh the whole point of the game was um you you would you would have to pay bills and you would collect money and different things that you landed on uh it would tell you like you had to like pay a, a fine or a fee or something or All a right. bill and you'd land on a, a piece uh, like a, a thing that looked like a um a, a mailbox And it would have like one or two or three on it. And, and, and if you got like the number three, you had to pick up three cards and, and they would tell you like, you know, you pay, pay this, pay the electric bill or pay the, and I always thought that was cool. I don't know why, because now that I'm doing it in real life and I have to pay all my bills. Yeah. It stinks. You know, it's like, I don't want to go to the post office because I don't want to pick up (laughs) any bills. I just want to avoid it altogether. (laughs) You know? So like, yeah, I'm not sure as a kid, you know, when you have no responsibility and you don't have to pay bills and you don't have a job, and you don't have any to do anything, you know, except have fun. Everything's fun. So um I, I think I was maybe that, you know, I was hoping it prepared me more for life than it actually did. <laughs> you know, it's like, um, yeah, because uh yeah, I, I was all excited to get a build back then, not now. But I remember me and my brother like playing that on like we, you know, we all if it was a rainy day, you know, a dreary day, you know, or winter, you know, we always like um you know, pull it out of game, you know, a, a game of some sort. We just had stacks of them and played games all all, all day long. You know, uh, my brother always cheated. You know, <laughs> and it's like I remember he, he uh, we played Clue one time. He always lied. You know, playing Clue, he always lied about. You, do you remember Clue? Yeah, you
1: remember, I remember that. Clue. Yeah.
0: Okay. So like you'd have to go and you'd have to say I I I'm going to make a suggestion, you know, that like Colonel Mustard did it in the right. conservatory with the knife. Okay. Right. And so if you don't if you're playing with just two people, okay, and you know, you shuffle the cards and you take one of each card. Like you take the the person, the the uh weapon and then the room and stick it in the envelope. And they're and there the whole point of the game is to guess what's in the envelope. But when you have somebody that you're playing with and your brother like lies and says, "Oh, i I don't have it because then you think okay he doesn't have it and I don't ha- and he doesn't know if I have it because you can pretend like you don't have it so that you think make the other person think you you don't have it so that they might guess it and then they lose you know yeah so, use that um, poker face. Yes, yeah, you have, there's some strategy, you know, going on there. So, um, you know, I would, I would be like, okay, he doesn't have it. I don't have it. It has to be in there. So you'd circle it on your card, you know, and you think, okay, I know what the, per, who the person is, you know? And so then when you would come up, when you'd go to like, say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a, this is what I'm gonna, like, it's my like guess, you know, and it's like for to, for to win the game. And then, you know, as soon as I would be like, you told me you didn't have that. You know and it's like or you had that or you know you didn't have it and you you had it you know it's like and oh, i remember i think he stabbed me in the leg with a pencil over Clue. <laughs> you know it's like uh, i still have the lead in my leg because we got into a big fight because i'm like you, you know he used to do all this stuff playing games that like he would it with um with monopoly he'd take all the one dollar bills and he wouldn't give anybody any change you know and i don't know why he did that but he did you know so i have like you know i mean we played games all the time but there was always like you know some drama <laughs> you know going on yeah. in my in, with my brother you know so yeah yeah but uh but uh they were fun fun more fun when i played with uh friends <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> that didn't that didn't uh you know turn the uh game into a um free-for-all yeah but yeah yeah, did you play with your friends? Is you know. yeah, I did. Yeah,
1: yeah, I remember playing yeah. it. Yeah, it was always yeah. aggravating all those bills and stuff. Oh, the
0: the, the payday game. Yeah, yeah, this game payday. Um, I, I still i have it i i still have that the original game I, I i played it you know it's like um and i made my son play it and stuff too he didn't he didn't really take to it as much as, as me i don't know why i just it's just i think it's because i played with my childhood friends and i just have the memories of playing on their porch in the summertime and maybe that's the nostalgia of it you know it's more than the actual game itself was great you know but but there's also another board game that i remember playing with my brother when we were really little a little, and it was the uh, peanut butter and jelly board game, where you had to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches.
1: Uh, I don't remember cards. that.
0: You don't remember that with cards? No. You get peanut butter and jelly? No. I mean, I remember that because we were just really little. Like maybe it was like it's one of those first games, like like Candyland and Chutes and Ladders.
1: Yeah, I remember. remember don't those? Don't break the ice.
0: Don't break the oh yeah yeah with the with the thing with the little ice cubes in it and you have a little hammer
1: yeah yeah do
0: that yeah we should um get, you know closer to christmas do a whole thing about um all the game, like all different kinds of uh, toys and stuff that, that would
1: sure.
0: that we remember i want to do one on to- toys and i want to do one on commercials you know because yeah. you mentioned the commercial for for the dark tower yeah but, yeah some of that stuff the commercials were just as cool that made you wanna go get that, you know? So that was another like really cool part of that time, you know, or seeing the commercials on TV, made you wanna go get it, you know? Yeah. So anyway, our, um, our code word for this episode, um, I, which we're giving away a one of our pop ninja t-shirts, right?
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Okay, um, what, what, what's the code word? I, I did say a code word, didn't I? Come up with a code word. <laughs> didn't i <laughs> didn't i, I okay know. the code word could be uh payday
1: <laughs> that's a good one that's a good one okay yep.
0: yeah payday so send send us the code word to our uh pop ninja uh, uh facebook page through a private message and you could win one of our pop ninja t-shirts cool yeah
1: We want to thank everybody for listening to the Pop Ninja podcast, and we hope you listen next week when we have a special guest on the show, Miss Adrienne King, who's the last survivor of Camp Crystal Lake. I'm talking about Alice from the original Friday the 13th film that came out 40 years ago. Can you believe it? It's been that long. But As we sign off, I want to leave you with this final thought.
0: As I walk through the valley where I harvest my grain I take a look at my wife and realize she's very plain But that's just perfect for an Amish like me You know I shun fancy things like electricity At 4.30 in the morning I'm milking cows Jebediah feeds the chickens and Jacob plows Fool, and I've been milking and plowing so long that Even Ezekiel thinks that my mind is gone I'm a man of the land, I'm into discipline Got a Bible in my hand and a beard on my chin But if I finish all of my chores and you finish thine, Then tonight we're gonna party like it's 1699 We've been spending most our lives